this is episode 63, Why Not? Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And here's our podcast. It's for the realistic SLP. If you haven't heard yet. Yeah. Yes. Get into it, guys, if you haven't heard. Get into it. Get with it. And what we're doing right now is we are drinking. Woo! Sober October. I'm doing really well. Oh, is that a thing? Well, Mike and I are taking engagement pictures um, Mm. on like the 23rd of October. So I was like, let's not drink so we can be skinny, but... We both already had a drink today. We went to dinner. Okay. Well, I want to be supportive of your goals. And I think that you should not drink more than this one glass that we have here. And I might take back my wine so we could reuse it again. Sure. You can do that. Because this wine is sponsored to us Mm -hmm. by Naked Winery. I really like this winery. Not just because of the name. I know Deb's face says it all. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're well. We all know how you feel about being naked, Maria. <laughs> we really don't all know how I feel about that, <laughs> and um, I just—that's uh, well, how all. do you feel about well, it? Well, you know, there's a time and place mm-hmm. for everything, especially being naked. Right. We're gonna talk about wedding stuff later, but you have to be naked a lot when you're like trying yes, dresses on. Right. So my next time I go, I have a whole undergarment planned so I don't have to be so naked. Okay. <laughs> I have like wedding-ish stuffer because I went to a Nashlorette, right. which I want to talk about that. Did you say a Nashlorette? That's Is that right. what it's called? Well, we called it that. <laughs> <laughs> we called it a Nashlorette. I wish Mike was in here for that part. Yeah. Well, he's, he'll come. He'll come, he's, right? Yeah. He's coming. If you record it, he will come. Okay. (laughs) Great. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Let me jot that down in my very copious notes. How do you spell Nashlorette? (laughs) N-A-S-H-L-O-R-E-T-T-E. Oh. A Nashlorette. You like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't invent the name, but I liked it. You know? Was that your hashtag? Uh, No. Hashtag was, uh, what is it? Uh, Nashin to Noonan, because her last name will be Noonan soon. Uh, so still included Nashin. Right, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if there's like a separate hashtag now for the bachelorette party or the Nashlorette party. Right, or, right. You know? Or if it's just like one whole thing. Right, which I don't think it should be one whole thing. But who am I to say? Not my big day. Look at, wow. Wow. We you need- are just busting Ooh. out the bars the bars yeah bars that means like you are rhyming you're spitting rhymes i'm spitting rhymes Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna spit out this wine though oh good because it is called here to stay chardonnay it's a full-bodied white wine which i definitely taste that full rich texture and their tagline is some things never go out of style implying that chardonnay never really goes out of style because it's here to stay right yes that would imply (laughs) never going out of style yes so it has a taste of french oak which like i don't really know what makes french oak have a specific taste taste yeah you keep tasting that while i read this Mm -hmm. Offers hints of toasty vanilla on the nose. 
I can't. I toasty think toasty vanilla when you smell it. Th- that's what I'm thinking too. Oh, I think uh, I can smell some toasty vanilla. Yeah, actually, I can as well. I we put ice in here. What do we do here? We ruined the wine. Well, I put ice in mine. I put yours in an icy cup. Mm, okay, because I think the water or the ice is messing up my nose. Right, my sense, but that's okay. Yeah, it's um, probably watered it down a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. because now I taste more of like your ice cube tray. Right, which probably. Yeah, a bag of lima beans just like opened on the ice cube tray. So this is like lima bean wine. <laughs> You're such a good house guest. I know. Ha- hostess. Listen, You're such a I good can hostess. only control so much. When you live with other people, there are mm. other things that happen when you're not there or aware. You are correct. I'm rhyming again. You too. look at you in your bars, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you said before. Bars. Uh, all right. <laughs> And flavors of pie crust and soft spice help create a rich and buttery mouthfeel. You should read these to me before I drink so yeah. I can just have it in my brain. Oh, right. I know. But I mean, let's see if I it's taste that. It's tasting better every time mm. I taste it after you've read the description. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're putting a name to all of I'm these things. I'm putting a name to all these things. But mm-hmm. isn't like the best type of wine a wine that you drink? And then you could guess what's in there. Like, is I guess that's what sommeliers mean. Yeah, but if you were somebody who had, like, a very experienced palate. Right. Well, I thought now, almost, by now I'd have an experienced palate, but. Well, half of our stuff's from Costco. Right. No, (laughs) what? No, do bite your tongue. This is gifted to us by the lovely company of Naked Winery. And I'll have you know that vanilla bean lingers on through a silky finish. Do you feel like it has a I'm silky finish? I'm getting a lot finish? of vanilla. You are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm. Now I feel like I'm just drinking liquid v- vanilla. I'm just feeling like I'm nervous about how much lima beans were in here. You know, like, is this ruining It's my okay. Snack? Brush them off Brush the them ice off. tray. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I don't even think lima beans have that much of a taste. Right, I guess not. I don't even know why Mike puts them in so many things. I'm I like, don't, what is this here for? Why are they in the freezer? Does it is have my vitamins? Question. They're yeah. frozen lima beans. Okay. He put them Got in the it. chili last week. Hmm. And did you know that this wine has been aged for 14 months in 100% new French oak? Is this another $40 bottle of wine? 45 Oh, we, boy. We Hello. Moving on up. In the world. Here we go. Yeah. And some food pairings are Dungeness crab cakes with a with la drizzle of lemon aioli, which we did not have any of that. No, but we did have. Good. That would be good. We I was too busy to make crab cakes today. Ah. But I did make tiropitas, which are cheese, cheese pies. pies. Yeah, cheese pies. Loosely translated you can there. Say it. Greek. Yeah. Or You're saying English. English. Or tiropita, if you want to say it like with an English. Tiropita? Yeah, that just sounds terrible. It'd just be like. But it does feel like more pie. accessible to me when you say it. Now I feel like I could say it faster uh, okay. with like a fancy. Now you're going to be like, tiropita. Tiropita. That's better. It's showing Deb some Greek. Tiropita? Yeah, no, you sound too American, you know? Well, like, I need to know that version right. first. That is the version. Okay, good. Yes. I and need then, to know the letters that right. I'm saying. Yes. Tira is cheese and then pita is the pie. Oh, so, pita. Yeah. yeah. It's see? a pita. It's a pita with pie. Let's just say pita. Because <laughs> it's cheese in it's the pita. It's a quesadilla. <laughs> it's a quesadilla. <laughs> it's a tira pita, you know? 
I'm just saying. So what do we vote for this wine? Drink it. Drink it. Cheers. Cheers. Bing. Yeah. It's not the loudest cheers. No. Well, your glass is plastic. But. Mm-hmm. Mine mm-hmm. is the freeze glass, which, by the way, I bought you these glasses. Yeah. I don't know if we made eye contact. We didn't? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I just want to move on to our next segment mm-hmm. called This Week in Life, This Week in Speech. So I'll talk about my life first. Okay. And uh, so I was in Nashville for a Nashlerette mm-hmm. and I went wine tasting at Arrington Vineyards, which, by the way, is owned by Kix Brooks, who's a country singer. I didn't know that. I yeah. added that. To Maybe our- we're related. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Maybe you are. Get on that. And then there was Rosé Frosé there mm-hmm. and there was a wine. It was a white wine and it had toasted pineapple and I did, it had a pineapple taste with mm-hmm. toasted, has a bit of a, it tasted almost like whiskey, a smoked oh. taste. And that I definitely tasted. So mm-hmm. I felt like very proud of my palate for noticing those. Was it juicy t- or was it like hints? Like, was it sweet? Did it taste yeah. like pineapple juice? Was no. Was it like a no, sangria or was no. it like a, a wine that, yeah. okay, it was a hint. It was a wine. You had to search it. for it. Yes. With your senses. I did. Mm-hmm. The smoky taste, of the, t- the smoky taste I tasted right away because mm-hmm. smoky taste is you could just sense that right right away. Yeah. You have certain cocktails have like that smoky taste, but that was the first time I had a wine with like a smoky aftertaste. Right. And I was like, hey, we are in Tennessee. Right. We are in the South. Mm-hmm. Right. Was that so, your first time going? No, it was my second. Oh. My first time for a Nash Lorette, though. Right. Was, yes. Were you ever there for a Bachelorette? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Why did you go there the other time? Just my friend and I decided, let's do this. Ah. You know, why not? Was it wine not? Why not? We didn't have wine the last time. Should this time. episode be called wine not? You know what? It probably should be. <laughs> episode 63, why not? Why not? not? Um, I like it. Yeah. Because so, we didn't decide on a title on the episode yet. Right. But. Do you love Nashville? I don't say love oh, for Nashville. Like fine. Okay. It's okay. You know, yeah. I think it's, is it overrated? Yes. Uh-huh. I also don't love, love, love country music. So if you love country music, like you have to go, you know? Yeah, I'm not like interested in saving a horse and riding a cowboy. Right. You're not. No. Well, I ah! did do the ta- pedal tavern. Yeah. Hey, I was Easier. talking about my Nashlorette now, Mike, but you could get yourself set a while while I continue. I also met a sommelier, a sommelier of a wine person. Yeah, at I'll this, get you some at the steakhouse cane steakhouse, and he came around. He was like, "Hello, would you like to know what to pair with your food?" And I got like kind of shy to be like, "Yes, tell me." And I was like, oh, "I don't know," so I didn't. Plus, I didn't oh. want to drink too much during dinner. Oh, I would have been like, "Yes, come, I know." Come inform me, I'm, sir. I messed up. That's fine. I did mess up. That would have been a good out learning opportunity, but at least I learned mm-hmm. to next time take advantage of the sommelier and the right. steakhouse. Yes, yeah. right. Let me just. Those, you're on one here, of those. Here we are with Mike here. Hi. Yes. Hey, Mike. Hey. So we were just talking about the Nashlorette I was on. What's yes. That? It's a bachelorette that takes place in Nashville. Oh, my God. You are a basic bitch. I don't think we're allowed to curse on this, but I You're did not. not invent the name. And it was, remind you, not my Nashler- bachelorette. Nashlorette. Yes, that's yeah. what the name was called. Don't look at me. Mm-hmm. I was just there mm-hmm. to be there for my friend getting married. Right. So, yeah. 
That's all I have to say. All right. There's a mosquito but in I, here. But I, yes, I'm smacking it away. As much as I hate getting bit by mosquitoes, I love killing mosquitoes. Right. Yeah. When you I finally mean, get it, you feel like it feels good. You feel like it was you or them, and you won that round. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I also did the pedal tavern. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that yeah. sounds. That looks like a nightmare. Uh, you're like you're drinking and then you're on a bike with a bunch of other people and you're pe- and you're powering your vehicle. Yes. And another guy is steering it and braking. Yes. So it does sound terrible and I was expecting it so to be terrible. So you're mixing beer with cardio. Yes. Which I liked it. Really? Yeah, because it wasn't that much pedaling that I was like, oh, my God, like in a spin class. Uh-huh. But when we would stop at the red lights, it, it was, was fun. Like yeah. And we got a 20 minute break one time. And yeah. there was a lot of us. So he would just be like, come on my over. My friend Sarah is a wedding planner from Charleston. And she's, oh. she like hates Nashville. Real? Well, because they're like the biggest competitors. Or because of Nashlorettes. It's just it's just for basic people, I think. Ah. Uh-huh. Nashlorette. Lorette, yeah. But what are you going to do? I was invited and I went, you know, but... Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So you want to talk about your Not life? Not to judge. I just, right. I just feel like there's so many... I don't know why Na- Nashville is such a popular bachelorette party. You know what? I was thinking of that, too, because I was like, why is so many... Because there's a lot of bachelorettes there. And, like, you know, like everyone gets, like, the T-shirts done with, like, you know, like the cute quotes... And uh, well, I Why was do you keep thinking, because <laughs> I'm just like scratching my uh, neck here. I think I got bit by a mosquito. Maria's worried about being perfect on air, so she does like hand signals to me that I'm supposed to understand <laughs> instead of just right. saying things out loud. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just just try, <laughs> just trying to not get bit by a mosquito while there's mosquitoes in here. <laughs> yeah anyway i'm trying to stay focused away from the mosquitoes and uh i think well it's, it is a pretty affordable like the bars and stuff and the music scene is really good like every bar we went to did have like if it was a bar with like two three floors there was a band on each floor i like that i liked watching and listening to the band yeah so i think if you're really into music it's great and yeah. it's pretty affordable and i think vegas is just so expensive and then mm. like what there's you know there's a place with partying check Ch- for cheap booze check uh good weather most of the time of the year check the ubers were really cheap maria's like have you heard about this new restaurant it's a factory that makes cheesecake <laughs> it's I've never been. I've never eaten dinner at a factory before. Right. Believe it or not, it's called the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have like an assembly line, if you will, of yeah. cheesecakes. I never saw anything like it in my whole life. <laughs> well, that's like the time that we were we drove by Ruby Tuesday. Me and my grandma and my uncle. And my my grandma goes to my uncle. She's like, Brian, have you been to that Ruby Tuesday? And he goes, Oh yeah, mom, it's excellent. And she was like, It is. And he's like, No, it's chain food. <laughs> Yeah, poor Ruby Tuesday. I mean, no, but Ruby Tuesday is not for I. I mean, I I don't turn my nose up at fast food or chain food, and I. But Ruby Tuesdays is legitimately bad food. But you worked at Ruby Tuesdays in Times Square before you worked at Caroline's, right? 
Yeah. So you're speaking from like a per. No, but I went back there recently and I was like, the salad bar is trash. It's just not. <laughs> just there's a no, checklist. Like, of- like there's there's actually there's certain chain restaurants that are like where I'm like, I like this because it has like an identity and the food is good. Mm-hmm. Like Popeye's or and like Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell mm-hmm. and Wendy. Like 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 Wendy's. I'm not like the biggest Wendy's fan in the world, but you could even say that Wendy's is good. Yeah. And then there's places like fucking excuse me. Yeah, fruit. <laughs> you can edit that out. Okay. There's places like Panera Bread that are just soulless and have nothing. I went There's to Panera like on Monday and I was happy with it. Hale and Hardy is better because it has more of a like. But Hale and Hardy. Mo- Panera is soulless. Can I tell you why I chose? Because I did pass Hale and Hardy and then I went to Panera. And I did that because. Panera is easy to order and sit down at and Hill and Hardy is like way more open and it's like high top bar seating if Mm -hmm. that's available Mm -hmm. and it's like more like to go food and I just wanted to sit because I didn't know what my next move was better it has a but where was I going to eat said soup I don't need a bread bowl I wasn't going to eat it in a bread bowl I needed a a booth Mm -hmm. I needed to sit in a like restaurant setting independently but i just feel Hale like and hardy's panera to go like, panera is very like soulless corporate like soulless. let's not offend That's anybody interesting i haven't had ruby tuesdays though so don't, don't i'm go. not don't you know i'm not i'm not i thought chilies was good too deb and i had chilies like like maybe like three years ago and i thought i like chilies but i don't i don't like chilies either the only good chain restaurant is like like um what's that texas roadhouse i never had that either I had that in Jersey. That's expensive. I remember like going there in high school being like, oh, I guess we have some extra money. We can go here. And then like just regretting the bill. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good chain restaurant. I can't even like Friendly's, I guess, is OK. Olive Garden. Don't even. <laughs> Does he hate Don't Olive Garden? Well, you would be interested, actually, in the conversation we had at, during the National Red with the Uber driver. We were talking about. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> you seem to like it, so I might as well keep using it. We were talking about the Italian slash Brooklyn pronunciations of certain things. Mm-hmm. So it's not Manciotti, Mansotti. It's Monk. Manicotti. Manicotti. Yeah. How do you have? S- well, some people say like Manicot. Manicot. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. It's not ricotta. It's ricotta. Right. It's um, not. I guess if you want to bastardize the language. Yeah, it's not calamari. It's galama. Yeah, What's your opinion sounds, on that? I I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I I don't. I think we talked about this in our very first episode. We did, and we was joking around the Uber, like and the Uber was like, I'm "What?" Imagine, I'm just imagining the person who says that, like honestly, who like earnestly says that. that right. No, it's Managa, it's Raga, it's Kalama. It's like you you are a just a an animal. <laughs> I don't no, like you're, you seem like someone no I would invite to all the parties. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what would make this party better? This guy who glottles, like, like makes I, like every sound out, in like Italian a glottal. <laughs> God I went out with a girl one time and she said she said mozzarella. Who is she? Yes. Some yeah. some uh What's her name? Watch the sharp object well, step. 
We talked about mozzarella too to the Uber driver. We just gave him a crash course Mm -hmm. in Italian Brooklyn. He was like, "Wow, I never heard all this. Wow, I didn't know this. I had no idea." So you made him dumber. (laughs) Not me. I was just tired at that point. I my mouth was quiet. I'm like, I don't know where that comes from. And like, yeah, like like capicola is 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 gabagool. Oh, I don't know. I thought that was like a nickname. No, they say like. Yeah, instead of saying Capicola, they say... Right, but that's not like some sort of phonemic relevance. Mm -hmm. That's just like, you know, someone whose name is William is also Bill. Yeah. Italians are not very smart people, and they're also two-faced, and they cheat on their wives. Um, So this podcast is not co-signed to the uh, views of its guests. Those are independently their own... (laughs) And what do you mean cheat on their wives? They can't stop cheating. No, most Italian men do it. Yeah, unless they're married to someone crazy who will yeah. castrate them. Right. This podcast has taken a weird turn. All right. So that, that was that was the week in my life. I could talk about you want to talk about the week your life? What's going on? Or should I keep talking about week in speech? Let's talk about your life since Mike's here, you know, and somewhat involves Mike. So that was my uh week in life. And then I will talk about my week in speech after Deb. Um, my week in life, I really just, I did some fall decorating, which I was underwhelmed with. I bought like two stacks of hay and some pumpkins and I thought it was going to be a whole fall scene. It was nothing. Um, so, you know, that was an interesting feeling, (laughs) but then I also looked at wedding dresses and that was fun. I went by myself, which, uh, Mike, do you want to talk on that microphone or should we give it to me? Um, yeah, so I looked at wedding dresses Uh and when I first looked at wedding dresses, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait. It's like dresses. Those look good on me. This is going to be easy. Turns out, no, No. lots of wedding dresses look very bad. Really? (laughs) Yes. I'm shocked. Yes. So it wasn't as fun. And I was like, get me out of here. But then when I went on Monday, I saw a lot of nice dresses, but still only like four that I was kind of into and only two that I would consider. And now I'm thinking only one I would consider. So it's harder than you'd think. But the hardest thing is being naked. Like you have to be so naked for a long time. And then you have to like stand there naked while they're like getting you ready for the other dress. So I'm going to wear like. Don't they have robes that they give? I'm just walking, you know, based off say yes to the dress. They have the robes. I mean, it's not that long. Yeah. I'd be like putting a robe on and then taking it off. Of me. I'm, it's like standing there for three minutes naked is still hard. Right. I'm like holding my boobs. Right. <laughs> it's only like Trying me and this girl who's not even looking at me. Yes. Yeah. So, but next time I'm going to, I'm going to wear like very plan for undergarments right so that i'm not actually naked got it plan for undergarments yeah. got it yeah mike do you have any opinions regarding wedding dresses uh no i think whatever you pick will be good but what would you think would not look good um if you can see like someone's belly i think that's weird no okay wouldn't the not even going there what about ball gown I don't like ball gowns. Sorry. I tried some on and I was like, this is pretty, but I feel silly. Yeah. Like, I'm, what am I going to do in this? Yeah. How old are you? 
I know. How old are you? 31. Exactly. Next year, you'll be 32. I, know. I don't know when you're having a wedding, but you'll be in your 30s. I'm sorry. You are not a Disney princess right now. Mm-mm. But it's also ball gowns, certain shapes. And you're like me. We're, we're like, you know, hourglass. And I didn't think ball gowns make you look sometimes too big. Yeah. Just my opinion. You know, just my opinion. Yeah, lots of people wear them and they look great, I'm yeah. sure. But I put them on and I was like, where am I going in this? <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Silly. Yeah. He is. He loved Disney. Yeah, they're like big. They're like, it's like a Cinderella dress. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm into, I mean, it's been fun looking at wedding dresses a bit. And I have a lot more appointments. What style do you like? Um, I don't like the deep V's, which are very popular that go down to like the middle of your chest. Cause not only do I, I mean, not only do I have really big boobs, I also have like a tattoo on my sternum. So I don't want either of those things like to be the centerpiece when I'm, I think even walking down the aisle is weird. Can I come in from the side? This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by SLP Toolkit. Hey everyone, this is Deb. I'm here with Sarah and Lisa of SLP Toolkit breaking down 10 reasons why you need toolkit in your SLP life. Say hey ladies. Hey. So today we're talking about reason number 10 to get SLP Toolkit. Scheduling is very clear and easy to edit because SLP Toolkit has scheduling software within it. This is true. So not only is there a scheduler, if you are super tired of taking five days to even get your schedule created to then find out a week later it's fallen apart, we have the software built in so you can just um, get a little bit of information entered and click a button and um, it will populate your schedule in I think we had one user say she did her whole schedule in 30 minutes. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. So you can sign up for free at slptoolkit.com. And when you're ready to subscribe, you can use promo code wine and cheese, all lowercase letters to get $24 off the annual cost of toolkit or your first month free. Take some time, drink some wine <laughs> after all that. You know, that's that's your fiance. Yeah, your that's fiance like the right dumbest there. word there ever was, fiance. Why is it? Oh, I hate saying it. I'm like so glad I don't have to say boyfriend anymore, but fiance is not a fun one to say. Well, you could you could spell it the way Beyonce, like F-E-Y-O-N-C-E. Would that make you feel better about saying it? No, it's just it? weird when people are like, who is that? And now I'm like, oh, that was my fiance. I, I don't like to say that word. Like with, if somebody was like, who oh, was that? Who was yeah. here? You're or like, something. oh, that was my fiance. Yeah. Why do you feel weird saying fiance? Fiance. I just think it's a silly word. Fiance. What if <laughs> yeah. you say it like French? That's even worse. Is it? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like people <laughs> trying to overdo croissant. Croissant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Got a lot of like different uh, words in this. We had Greek. We had Itali- right, Italian, yeah. American, Brooklynese. Exactly. And now we have French. 
Yes. All right. We just need we're a uh, cultural podcast. See, si, senorita. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna move on to what I do in speech. So my week in speech. So what I've been working on. I've been on a. I mean, I always like to work on action words and verbs. And anyone who knows me might even like giggle to themselves listening to this because they always know I talk about this. But action words. Research has shown that uh, kids more likely more so know the nouns receptively and expressively the nouns rather than the verbs so it's definitely an area that our clients are lacking in so i really want to teach them the action words and how do i usually do that so i usually like to take a baseline so that's what i'm doing right now because it's like back to school so i'm taking a lot of baseline uh, measurements, a lot of baseline assessments, which is very big and also ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis, see where they start and move up and, you know, add the cues, fade the cues. But I just have flashcards. I like to do flashcards in the beginning and just put three, a, a field of three out. I don't do a field of one because that's just like obvious. I do field of one for expressively like, oh, what is this person doing? She is eating like that. But when I want receptively, I do three. One, because it's just like, all right. And you're just like, show me who's eating. Yes. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Not two, because that's a 50-50 shot. And then I show three. And then I say, show me eating or show me who is eating. Either one. And then I just mark which ones they knew and which ones they didn't. A lot of the time, they don't really, they only really know like eating or drinking. Usually. We'll see. It depends. So then I just keep those same 10 and then I work on it receptively and then incidentally like expressively like, oh, she is eating, you know, and then maybe we'll clap out. She is eating like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been doing there for action words. Check. And then someone on Instagram and I'm sorry, I don't remember who, but if you remember you remember you, if you remember who you are, message me. Um, and, uh, they talked about, cause they talked about using puzzles and they said to write like the sound you want them to say, or the word you want them to read on the back of the puzzle. So I did that and it's been going well. Cause it's just like a lesson right there. Like, all right, let's do our puzzle. And then our words are all in the back. And then we just practice those words. And did you write on your puzzle piece I did on the back of them. I did. And you felt okay with it? You know what else I did? I allowed a student to mix colors in Play-Doh. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, see, I'm getting better with, you know, more fun. Flexibility. Flexibility. I'm, you know, it's an ongoing thing. And I'm sure as all SLPs can work on that. Mm -hmm. Just more cognitively flexible. So, yeah. What about you? What's going on in your week in speech so in terms of um actions because i also i released a video on my and i talked about pictured actions there and i did it for expressively using the correct syntax wow yeah yeah there's so much you could do with it right yeah um but what i have done this week which i think is a good tip um so i have a student who's struggling a lot with expressive language Mm -hmm. and just like expanding his verbal output and also like responding appropriately um so i made just a page of like ask a question about when and then i just listed one through ten and i was like um ask about dinner time using the word when ask about a birthday using the word when ask about um when you go to school using the word when or something like that so then to ask a peer? 
well it was just him and myself but yeah so we asked each other um okay so it was just a great way to get him to like answer to ask questions using the appropriate sentence structure nice yeah and then you gave also like this kind of in a way i guess you could say a sentence starter but not really right so i would say like ask a question about when um and that was what it said on top and then number one was like um ask about dinner time so i was like what question could you ask and then oh so you really categorize when when yeah, when do, do you, eat you eat dinner? dinner? Right. And then and then I'd have him ask me and then I'd ask him back. That's a good idea. It. So it yeah. was, it's funny how like he's so high receptively and that doesn't match his expressive language skills. But once you just give him the model, then he's like really into it because he's like, wow, most of the time I'm trying to talk. No one knows what I'm talking about because it's a lot of just jargon and um, not uh, it seems like not as semantically correct response Mm -hmm. my question for that is how does he do with his peers well yeah so he's struggling with his peers but really it's just like um just it it's presenting as not being expressive which he understands like i ask you answer he just answers in a way that it's hard to respond to respond to right and that's a lot of times with uh students like that because i have a lot like that too that's why they tend to go to the adults more because the adults can kind of like figure out what they're saying. The adult scaffolding. They're like, oh, what? When dinner? Oh, you want to say, when do you go to dinner? And they're like, yeah, yeah. That's like what I'm So you're like helping them right. with what they want to say, which is great. And then like, right. that's when you see like the breakdown when people are like, oh, always like because I get like certain questions on Instagram, too. And I'm like. Oh, but like, how do they do this with their peers? You know, so like, right. if you're working on like one question, it's like, that's great. And I think it's great, too. And then it's like, well, what do I do after it? Well, well can he apply that to his friends? Right. You know, that's like, I think the next but then step. All, that's the next step. That's, that's not next, the first step. No, no, no. definitely. The first not. step is <laughs> just like building the confidence to even like say what you want to say and then generalizing it to a group, I think. Um, yeah, but when I was writing his report, cause he mm-hmm. was my first report of the school year, mm-hmm. I was very careful to not write it in a way that like he's struggling socially in a way that he's not like social or not understanding conversational turn taking. Cause that's not the case. It's, mm-hmm. it's certainly an issue of expressive language. It's not social pragmatics or like a lack of desire to communicate or even a lack of initiative. Like He's there. He's looking at you. He's in, he'll answer. He's engaged. He's right. engaged. Yeah. You want to talk to him. He'll talk to you. It, it might be hard. Right. But it's only because of an expressive deficit, mm-hmm. not a social. Right. Yes. Kind of desire. Well, they, yeah. they intertwine. You know? Yeah. Of course. Right. Because we're verb- verbally communicating. So mm-hmm. when you have an impact, like a when it's like not working that so much there, then it's going to like affect other areas of his life. Right. So it was like, ask me a question about the zoo using the word when, mm-hmm. when do you go to the zoo or when did you go to the zoo? And I like modeled it. He repeated it. Asked me, I answered. And then I asked him and he answered. I like it. Yeah. This is good. He kept coming up with crazy times. He's like 1 a.m. And then would smile. <laughs> okay. okay. So he knew that was like silly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I that's was like, fun. all right. Yeah. It's humor. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, I blame it on the night at the museum. Hey. Right. Probably. <laughs> right? That movie blew up. Now, just side note there. Really? 
Yeah. I haven't heard much about it well, since. I'm just not. I know. <laughs> I mean, it blew up. It's like, when was it? 2004? I don't mean like now. <laughs> I just mean like I felt like it really made kids interested in the museum. The American History Museum like really became no, more popular. No, nobody I know. Really? No, the, nobody. No, I might go to the new. Um, My kids museum talk about Avengers and Black Panther. Okay, that's cool too. But that's it. That's that. And also, Goku, Cuckoo, Goku, Goku. I heard of that. He's a ninja. I don't think he's a ninja, but he is. Goku singers. No, no. I don't no, know. No. I am Goku. not hip. I am just <laughs> not hip at all. Right. So, but. Do you know who is hip? Our friends at SLP Tool Kit. Oh my! Yeah. I don't even plan these. Bars. I don't even. That was mm-hmm. off the dome, and they should uh, win an award for the coolest SLPs or the SLPs with the coolest app yeah, award. Yeah, I think that SLP Tool Kit needs the award for most awesomest app. Yes, and SLPs because they came up with this with SLP toolkit and I use it every day. Um, but if you want to celebrate one of your coworkers or brighten up anyone's day, you should go to slpawards.us. There are so many awards that you can just surprise your family or friends with whoever, you know, that's an SLP. We have SLP paperwork during the weekend award, most therapy materials in my car award. I can probably get that most caffeinated SLP award, data loving SLP award. There's so many to choose from. And if you use the coupon code wine and cheese, all caps, you'll get free shipping. Awesome. So go to slpawards.us. So I think this is going to bring us to our tips and tricks segment. Yes, it is. Um, I have a lot of tips and tricks, you know, because I know we did veer away from the topics. Why not? Why not? Yeah, that's just the what are motto. For? The motto. T- what are you? Know, thank you, Mike. Yeah. It's okay. I think Mike really brings a breath of fresh air to the episode. Right. A realistic edge. You know. You know what? We- Sometimes I am talking to Mike, and I feel like I'm always coming from the perspective of like, well, it makes it's right to do this, and research shows that, and like behaviorally, how is that like impacting your life, and like. Sometimes that's like super dull. Uh-huh. And it's just better to be like, yeah, everyone sucks. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to live my life out here and everyone's in the way. Right. <laughs> just sometimes it's better to just, you know. Encourage just, him as opposed or, to. Or like complain with your friends instead complain. of being like, well, how have your actions led you to this place? Right. You know? Yeah. Sometimes you don't even have to be right mm. or give good advice. You can just. You can just, you know, play along. Play it's along. better. Is it? I think. With kids, mm. too. Mm. Like, I had a kid today. He was, like, tearing up a classroom. And, like, everyone who was trying to discipline him was struggling. So then I was like, that's it. I'm going to tickle this kid. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he stopped being a nightmare. Ah. Which I'm not trying to encourage his negative behavior. But at right. that point, nobody's, like, sternness or adamance or whatever the word is for that like yeah. was hat helping mm. so sometimes it's like you need to like give a kid an out 
All right. And, and just give them that attention. If that's what they're seeking, I guess. Right. And then like bring them outside and be like, well, we can't keep interrupting other people's learning. Like you can choose to interrupt your own learning and I can't stop that. But it neither of us are allowed to interrupt anyone else's learning. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that maybe that's my tip. <laughs> that's your tip. It's uh, a good tip. I have a lot of tips. Yeah, I'm let's gonna, hear them. I'm going to give um, two tips today because I'm feeling tipsy. Tipsy. All right. Why not? <gasps> there we go. So uh, I briefly talked about my week and speech. So I've been working on the action words. And then I also mentioned how I take the baseline data with my flashcards. And here's like a fun little like, oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that tip? I think. Um, when you do, let's say you pick 10 or even 20 action words that you present in a field of three, and then you're like, show me who is eating. And then they touch the picture or they don't do anything. Or they touch the picture and they self-correct it. It's incorrect, right? So just take that and leave it in a separate pile. So leave the, so if you have like a stack of action words, whether you well, whatever your resources of where you got pictured actions, wherever you got them from, and then use the ones you're going to work on separately from like that whole big stack. Don't just keep, if you have like a big stack of them, don't just keep presenting new ones every session. Just stick with those 10. So just stick with 10 like cycles. Yeah. Yes, just right, like the cycles approach like, to phonology. Get five new and keep five old or something right. like just, and yeah. Then, but I definitely think like, which ones they got wrong and which ones they got right, make two different piles. Put the ones yeah. they got wrong on your on the floor and the ones they got right on the desk or something like that. And that's just like a quick way so that when you write your note, you're like, which action words did they know? Oh, here they are in this nice little neat pile right next to me. Right. And just write it down or take a picture of them or just have them. And then the next session, you're like, oh, here's my pile of the words they got wrong. Right. You know, and then I've you start with those tips to my cfs too who are like struggling with getting baseline data right now and i'm like listen everyone you have to follow their iep goals but then at the same time have a list of like 10 actions right ask everyone about those ask actions then you're going to be able to compare peer to peer whether or not they could receptively and expressively identify and describe those actions so then you have one list all day so it's like here's peter's checklist Here's Maria's checklist. Ah. Here's Deborah's checklist. And then it's just like, so maybe that person doesn't have a label and describe uh, age appropriate picture common objects, but maybe they have will follow directions. Maybe they have will like, you know, um, identify novel items or novel pictures. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just good to know. So then today was action day. Right. These are the 10 actions we asked everyone about. This is how everyone did across the board. Maybe at the next IEP meeting, since they only had 20% accuracy, you're going to have that as their new goal. Right. Because you found a deficit. Yes. And you most likely, I'm sorry to say this, will because action words have been shown that the kids know nouns more. Right. So if you're sitting there like, show me apple, show me camera, show me chair. They get it. They get that at a very young age. Kids, apple, we really drill that in. Apple. Everyone knows that apple. Two-year-olds know apple. I know. Everyone knows apple. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're working with an eight-year-old and you're like, show me who is jumping. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then you point and then you show them or they might identify that one. And then you're like, what is she doing? And they're just like jumping. And I'm like, all right, let's put that in a sentence, you know? Yeah. And then you could add the adverb like she is jumping 
high or she is jumping low. That's not an adverb, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, well, yes, not all adverbs have to add an uh, end the L-Y. L-Y. It's right. just describing how it's she is happening. jumping joyfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is one with the L-Y. Yeah, there you go. But um, that's that. And uh, my other tip is if you want to start to work on emotions, which I'm going to you know, establish my own uh, baseline assessment here with a younger preschool age child and uh, how they can do with identifying emotions. And then um, I only picked three. I picked tired because I feel like that's a good one. If like a four-year-old or three or four-year-old could be like, I'm tired, just say tired, you know? So right. tired um plus the student already kind of knows that word tired uh mad and happy so i just picked like those three to work on and then i did it like in picture cards and there were like four pictures of happy so this is happy 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 so it's like kind of like a drill but then like the art project i did to go with it was to draw a happy face Mm -hmm. and then we just like request for the crayons and the markers and like working on like some art artsy stuff so like working on emotions is great with drawing people's faces yeah and like i have two similar um speech exercises that i do with that i have like a describing bundle on my website where it's Mm. just like a blank face and then i have the kids draw the face and then it says this is blank and you have to name them and then like blank feels blank oh that's good and then blank feels blank because blank and then you have to come up with like a reason why blank either felt that way or could feel better if it was like a negative feeling yeah um that's good and then also like with stories we always identify the emotions so like i i like to have the kids do the story pirates podcast they listen to uh the girl who turned into spaghetti and then so like at one point the girl's like ah, I'm spaghetti. Mm-hmm. So she's nice. like crying. She's not saying she's she's not like I am sad that I am spaghetti. She's crying. Uh-huh. So then we're like, oh, how does she feel about being spaghetti? Making inferences. <laughs> she's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then the parents like when she wakes up and she she finds spaghetti in her bed and she realized like she is spaghetti. Her parents come in and they scream. <laughs> so like then we were like, well, how do they feel? How do they feel if their daughter is now spaghetti, is now a carb? Yeah, maybe that's my number one tip. Like, if you have nothing to do in speech therapy, go to Story Pirates podcast. And it's like a 2016 episode. Um, Mm. And it's the girl who turned into spaghetti. The kids love it. They love to listen to it. And then when they, like, do this re... It's um, episode 40, the early years, the girl who turned into spaghetti um, of Story Pirates podcast. So then we, yeah, we like identify the characters. It's mom, dad, right. and Zoe. We identify the motivation of the character. She loves spaghetti so much she wanted to eat it all the time. We identify the um, the feelings. The parents were worried that if she ate too much spaghetti, she'd turn into spaghetti. And then the problem was like she did eat too much spaghetti and she did turn into spaghetti. And then the solution was like she had a wish to be a girl again and then she eventually became a girl again and the lesson learned is that don't eat too much spaghetti right that's a good lesson and the for whole adults time, too you know yeah. don't eat too much spaghetti my kids kept being like this is fiction i'm like i don't know <laughs> but we were all laughing it's funny <gasps> that's funny yeah that's a good tip yeah that's great just do that everyone and i like that uh that's a little bit no prep you just gotta like play it you yeah, know just and play it talk about it you know and 
listening. I used um, actually Shannon or Beckus, the story grammar thing that she has. And it, we mm-hmm. just like filled in character setting problems and stuff. And then we did beginning. We wrote beginning, middle and end like in the beginning. They were at the dinner table eating spaghetti and like so and so. And um, then our next session, we're going to create our own stories. They're going to come up with their own character and some sort of item they ate too much of. Cool. And what they became. I think we've talked about this on the show, yeah, too. Yeah, for like sure. You with pickles, me with Nutella. Yeah, this is a repeat. Ish. This whole episode's been a repeat. Has it? With Mike coming in. Mike coming in, talking about pronunciation. True. It has been a little bit of a repeat. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Why not? Been, why not? We're back to school. I think we have probably a lot of new listeners who have probably not gone to episode one, two, three, four. Yeah. So, they, you know, we had... We had to ease them in somehow. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, we're still doing that stuff. So don't get rid of your old tricks. Nice. Good tip there. Another good tip. So shall I end us with a quote? It is do it with passion or not at all. And I think this applies to our, our episode mm-hmm. today where we did talk about a lot of different things. And I mean, Mike included, we all have our passion, right? And we yeah. all express our opinions and, mm-hmm. uh, it comes out. And then the same thing you can apply with your approach to speech therapy. You know, find what you're passionate about, what you think this client really needs the most help with, and just go with there. Go for it. You know, do it with passion. Right, yeah. And if uh, you don't love it, quit and get a new career. I mean, I'm sorry. You just pick a new goal, you know? Maybe <laughs> just, you know, maybe not so extreme, like, you know? No, I'm kidding. But um, I mean, that too, that's good advice as well. You know, it's, it really depends. We don't yeah. know everyone's Yeah, situation. we don't know. We, we only know what we know. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That's it. So on that note, I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And here was our podcast. SLPs, wine and cheese. Don't forget to rate, comment, and review <laughs> us on iTunes. Maybe not on this Adios. Episode.